yeah, let's talk about uh, the wonderful world of DC Comics and and just DC in general. Yeah. Um, what 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 it can be, what it should be, what it could. What? Oh, the dream. <laughs> The dream of DC. The dream Um, I've been dreaming since I was but a child and yet have never been able to fully experience. One day. One day. Um, But what's up, fandom? My name is Josh, and uh, today we've got some special guests. Uh, Joining us once again, we have Comfort and Adam. Hello! Who are arting right now. Arting and streaming. I'm arting. Adam's reading the comments. He was the arter last time previously and now, I this time because we try and you know share these responsibilities uh and we also have with us the incord court i screwed it up we've got jason simpson <laughs> i was gonna say the encourage encourage i can't even say incorrigible Incor- incorrigible I- incredible incredibly incorrigible hi it's me hello jason Man. Welcome here, everybody. What's up, fandom? Uh, and yeah, Jason, we've got a. Are we seeing you next week? By the way, are you going to uh, be on? Are you going to be on that episode next week with us? Absolutely. That means he doesn't even know anything about it. That's phenomenal. I'm glad he pays attention. Um, but today we're going to be talking about all the shakeups that happened at DC over the last couple of weeks, um, and some of the things that maybe we would like to see in the DC fandom going forward. Um, but yeah, so I, the big news um, that came out, uh, when was that? Uh, end of end of October, beginning of November, was uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to be the, um, the lead co-chairs and CEOs of DC Studios, which is going to be the new DC thing that's going to have all of like animation, and uh, live action under its belt. So, first off, what were your guys' thoughts when you first, when the when the news broke that uh, James Gunn is going to be like running DC movies and animation now? Uh, I didn't even know. I said I said that would be <laughs> fine if he actually gets to have control, because they can put a figurehead at the top but he might still have to answer to too many people to have the freedom necessary to make the choices that need to be made. You know, when you're in a situation like DC media is in where the ship has that hard of a turn that needs to get made to get things back on track, uh, the kinds of things that somebody like a James Gunn might want to do might ruffle some feathers further up the chain. So it's all going to determine or it's all going to depend on how much freedom he actually has to run the thing. And that has yet to be seen. I would like to assume that they gave him, like, if I was James Gunn, I wouldn't want to just be like the figurehead. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm inking the deal, I like you have to give me, like, almost total creative freedom to do what I want. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like, well, you're just going to get the same type of DC stuff that you already have been. And he doesn't, he doesn't seem like the kind of person, though, that uh, would bow to that. I mean, he, he seems like a very not I don't want to say stubborn, but yeah, stubborn in the sense that he <laughs> wants what he wants to do and he's going to do. It, and he's done that already with certain IPs. I don't think he would just sign on and say, OK, I'll do whatever you people behind the curtain want me to do. Doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. And I think I mean, if to me also, if I'm an executive and I've seen what he's done with yeah. something like Guardians or just superhero-wise, something like Guardians and then what he did with Peacemaker and The Suicide Squad. Just just that by itself, without any anything else, I would just be like, you know what? Yeah, this yeah. is the guy that we kind of want to, you know, kind of helm our stuff. He can be dark when he needs to be dark. Uh, he can be funny when he needs to be funny. Um and that's one thing DC does not have. It's fun. Um, they've not, had, they've not <laughs> had fun. Uh, they haven't had fun since Teen Titans. Is is kind of that was the last yeah. time fun was allowed in DC. Shazam was Less, hi. hi I feel right. like you guys right. are giving executives a whole lot of like uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to give. Yeah. I'm trying to give them it's the benefit of the nice. doubt. I'm if trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. And these are the new executives. These I are dis- never trust the money. 
Never these are trust dis- the money. Oh, these are discovery so. executives. I'd like to think that maybe, well, I say that, but with everything that they've canceled, I don't know. Uh, they've earned a lot of trust with their opening moves. They? I yeah. mean, here, here's the, here's the thing, Adam, though. They can't get worse. I would, I would ah, think, say it out loud. Uh, you're right. I'm going to, I'm going to knock on some wood right Gracious now. sake. No. I mean, what else can they do? It's not like they're just going to cancel Titans. They're probably going to cancel Titans. It's probably last season. It's probably last season Titans. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to do anything in order to make us the money. Like, I don't think they care. They are reality-based TV executatives. Like They're they're in it for the money. They're looking for a formula to copy. Scripted Um, television is not their MO. You know, I would love for things to go better than I expect. But at present, based on the track record, my expectation is James Gunn is going to be given a fair bit of rope in the beginning. And if the first couple projects don't hit real hard and get them the results they want, they'll step in. Um, so I, I don't I don't know what to expect right now. I, I don't. I have yet to have the kind of faith in DC to give them the benefit of that doubt and and see how it goes, give them space to try things and see whatever. I, you know, they've they've had a lot of opportunities to learn lessons. And hey man, see, you don't know. It just you they don't seem to keep doubling. Yeah, the same yeah exactly. Space. I'm just not going to put my heart into anything. That's the difficulty is when your heart is always separated. And you're not necessarily in love with what's happening. And when you're in love with something, you'll give a lot of leeway, a lot of rope. But I think a lot of people are in the wait and see. And that's that's tough because I think they wouldn't have been in this position. They hadn't screwed up so many times before this. Yeah. Okay. That being said, can we, can Comfort and Adam, can you talk about what you were talking about earlier about wanting to see the DC movie that the rock, uh, sorry, the oh, Black Adam sure. movie rock yes. wanted to make who was unbelievably passionate. I mean, I don't know if ever been anyone about Black Adam. Oh, just yeah. wild. An IP than he was. The fact that I would like to know real quick, who decided let's put Dr. Fate in the movie. Cause like one, whoever that is well done. Like I would like, was it the rock? Cause like part of me is like, I bet the rock likes Dr. Fate. Like, <laughs> I think The Rock Here's, tolerated the other things. The, the issue we had, and, and to expand on uh, what Jason was saying, the issue we had with Black Adam is that we wanted to see a Black Adam movie. And what we got was a Justice Society movie that had Black Adam in it sometimes. The first 20 minutes are extremely good. And they're making promises about the kind of experience you're about to have that the movie does not intend to actually deliver on. Uh, Because very shortly, they start throwing in a bunch of characters who don't really have any reason to be there. They don't have any personal stakes in the plot at all. Uh, And they don't serve a meaningful purpose in the story. You could easily have removed the JSA entirely, allowed the couple things that they accomplished for the plot to have been done by the family that Black Adam was with. It would have been easy to do. Make it a more personal movie about this character. Save Justice Society for the sequel when you got to get bigger. But they obviously didn't have faith that The Rock and Black Adam could carry a movie and get butts into seats. Which is like Black Adam. Okay, fine. People don't know, but, but people it's the know rock. The Rock. People like, know The Rock. It's the rock. So weird. And you show yeah. them some of that footage, people will want to see that movie. That and this is, I think, endemic of the entire history of DC cinema is the Warner Brothers executives do not have any faith in comics to tell a good story or to be interesting to a wide audience. Um, the Batman pitch that Tim Burton had famously sat for a long time before he got the chance to make it because their belief was nobody wants to see this. And then it was a huge hit and everybody was surprised. So they just ran it into the ground, um, you know, over and over and over again, they do not have faith in their characters. And because they don't have faith in their characters, they have their characters do things that are completely against and in many ways anathema to those characters. Like the the Superman that we get from the Snyderverse is not the Superman that almost anybody would want to see. And, you know, returns on the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League would tend to bear that a little bit. Um, it's it, We love Henry Cavill, but we don't want that Superman. We want 
actual Superman. I want actual Henry Cavill as Superman because he's basically Clark Kent. The Snyder Superman is what you get when you start from a standpoint of believing that Superman sucks and we need to make him not suck. And I always contrast that with how Marvel approached Captain America, who has a lot of the same theoretical flaws that people believe Superman has. He's too nice. He's too moral. He's a man from a different time and just doesn't really fit in modern society. He's too tough and strong and can't really be hurt in a meaningful way. But Marvel leaned into that and said, all these things are the things that make him great. And we're going to show you why. Whereas DC comes into Superman and says, everybody thinks he sucks. So we need to make him cool. Mm -hmm. And by leaning away from what makes Superman great, you are undercutting your own character. And that defensiveness is constantly bleeding through the screen. They're trying so hard to make him something he's not that he winds up not being anything. Which goes back very quickly to Black Adam. Yeah. Where they had, I think, a very interesting subversive movie yeah. that could have played out but then they got scared we put the justice society in it and it mucked everything up Don't trust it yeah. i would have loved the justice society i would have loved dr fate. i would have loved dr fate's spoiler alert death to mean <laughs> something but it didn't because it was too much and this is just it's a super well, it's totally movie. unnecessary yeah it's totally it, it unnecessary didn't gain anything for the movie you're watching it happen you're like well, why does why did he have to go through with this nothing was gained from his sacrifice he also didn't have to be alone yeah there was, was no was structural awesome. thing but that's that's <laughs> just bad plotting <laughs> i th this is something that I've, I've been kind of thinking for a while because like that seems to be something that dc does like when marvel introduces a character they actually spend time typically with a character um dc doesn't they'll they'll put a character in a movie and be like all right here's character hope you enjoy i would like and if i was james gunn i would almost do like the reverse of what he did with with peacemaker maybe give me like the series like give me like a jsa show where you've got hawkman and you've got Doctor Fate. Those are the only two. I've not seen uh, Black Adam. <laughs> who else is Who else is in that movie? Uh, Adam, Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Oh, and, great! Uh, Sounds um, Red Cyclone. Red Tornado, but not <laughs> yeah. whatever. Red Tornado, Neither but not Red Tornado. Nah. Impression, so no. forgettable even to people who saw it. See, so then I would say like do that because then you can have this and you can get rid of like the boring backstory of like why they are here, and then you can put them in a movie. And it's not something that somebody has to go and watch the HBO thing, but if they watch if they watch Black Adam, they're like, man, I wish I knew more about this Doctor Fate guy. And then they look and say, oh, well, he's also in this JSA show that's on HBO Max. I'm gonna go watch that. Like instead of now you've killed him, and now we can never get anything else from this Doctor yeah. Fate character. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing else outside of the comics that I can read. And which Doctor Fate is it? There's like six. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know which one. So it's, I, I, there's part of me that wishes they would do something like that. Like, honestly, I think that would be the best way to introduce a green air, uh, a green lantern is mm. not, not give us like, because we don't need a full green lantern movie. Not really. Hard disagree, but I'll listen. Well, to uh, well, well um, <laughs> as a, as a, uh, as a standalone movie. I, I don't feel like we need just like a, hey, here's another Green Lantern, basically. I, I don't feel like we no need another one of those Green Lantern movies within they're like, okay, well, what do we do? We, we, we have to fit everything in here. I say if we do a Green Lantern series, you can put that on HBO Max. That is you fine. Can, you can get rid of like all of like the how he gets the ring, him doing the the stupid like, oh, I have to learn how ring works. And then in the movie, you can be like, okay, yeah, here's Hal Jordan, here's John Stewart, here's Kyle. And it's like being being awesome, being what we want the Green Lantern to be. We don't want like to me, I, I don't want movies with like test characters. And that's what I feel like DC tries to do a lot is doing like test characters. Like, here's Wonder Woman. Here she is. Here's the Flash. Here they are. They're still yeah. kind of learning about their stuff. Like, I, I kind of just want them to be like, oh, no, wait, it's this is character. This is hero. Here's hero. Is that just me? Or is, I, well, or is that I like... I think it could be argued that Guardians of the Galaxy were test characters. 
you know, nobody cared about the Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy absolutely. outside of the comics until James Gunn puts those movies out. But there's and, no, but the, uh, I'm just saying like with that, like kind of going off of that, but like the, we, Peter Quill is not a dumb, like, oh, I've never fired a blaster mm. before type of character. Like he's an established you mean that as. They're fully actualized. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're fully, and like, and then the, we've got the teammate, like, uh, the, the, the team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I that, I'm that I'm totally fine for. It's like if if they're like they're actual characters, and then in the team they're trying to figure out their place and everything like that. I'm okay with a movie like that because that's just a team movie that we know that James Gunn can do very well. Um, I'm fine with stuff like that, but I, I don't need like you know here's like the Groot story. I don't need that. Right. The I don't origin need, story. Yeah, I don't need the right. origin story of the raccoon. Right. <laughs> what I think the missing element is of modern superhero cinema, and this I would apply this to Marvel too, just as much as DC, is that there is at present an over reliance on formula. Um, they all ultimately wind up feeling very much the same. Now they can get interesting when they start breaking, like when Sam Raimi was allowed to just be Sam Raimi with that Doctor Strange movie, it got really good for a minute, yeah. but it was also very much a formula Marvel mm -hmm. movie that had occasional bits of Sam Raimi seasoning. When you got that taste, it was delicious. But then it was like, now back to random cameos that you don't care about just so that we can make you feel, I don't know, like you're special for having read all these comics all these years. Um, say Shang-Chi. I loved Shang-Chi for a while when it was doing something different, but then it became another Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. And that reliance on formula and DC is terrible about it. The, the, everything is just formula, formula, formula. Um, everything feels the same. And what's exciting with all of these movies has been when they break out and, and try to take different genres into themselves and give it a superhero spin. Everybody talked about how much they loved Winter Soldier, which was a spy thriller that happened to be a Captain America movie. You know, taking things that are distinctive that are separate from what we traditionally think of stopping thinking of superhero as a genre mm -hmm. but instead as a medium through which to tell different kinds of genre stories um but, you know being more experimental again being willing to do something weird and out there and different you know doing green lantern as a different kind of thing instead of just another like superhero origin what if it felt more like i don't know something else like the right stuff but with power rings so <clears throat> dc the dc universe needs its own andor yes <laughs> yeah everybody needs an andor yeah <laughs> is that the planet with the with the teddy bears that's what yes I, from that's star war yeah but it's, that's not, it, that, that's as, not as, even the thing that's, that's, as an observation it's just so bloody good but it's exactly yeah. encapsulates exactly what what you just said it mm -hmm. is star wars but Forget Star Wars. It's a British crime drama yeah. in space, and it's absolutely stunning and brilliant. And then you go, oh, yeah, it's, it's still Star Wars, though, because there's Star Wars right. elements. There's Star yeah. Wars elements, but it's and you still love completely it. different. And you still it's, love it, yeah. It's the Star Wars that I've been waiting to see since they announced the prequels. I was hoping to see something like mm -hmm. this. And finally, I'm getting it. I'm going to quick speak to something that uh, Blue Shadow is saying that on our stream here. And uh, he's talking about the uh, Arrowverse. And I'll be honest, I think, you know, going to then mixing this, what Josh was saying is that when you have more time with these characters, you care more. And, you know, the Arrowverse for all its flaws, especially its flaws that it uh, really leaned into later when you did those crossovers, when you had uh, that time with the characters, you really gave a lot of, sh of shits about them <laughs> where a movie is only so much time. Even if you're making it a three hour movie, it's hard to care in one sitting versus every week or, mm -hmm. you know, every few weeks I'm sitting down and I'm experiencing a thing and I'm getting to know these characters. And I think that's where the Arrowverse sung. And then DC movies oftentimes are just sketches of characters rather than real people that you care about. Yeah. Well, and, and it, Oh, go ahead. Oh, could, could you imagine if they were like, hey, we're using the Flash from the Flash as mm. our Flash in uh, 
Batman versus Superman. And so it's like, hey, by the way, there's two seasons of The Flash out. Go binge that right now. Yeah. Like, I I feel like that would have been more enjoyable and be like, oh, well, sweet. Now I know this character. Um, I also think that we need to maybe not keep doing that. Like having seven different Batmans and seven different Flashes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that that hurts because you know what Marvel doesn't do and DC wants to be Marvel. They don't have two different Iron Mans. There's not two different. There's there's one Mm -hmm. Iron Man. There's one Captain America at the time. Um, you know, like there were there were there's ones of these characters. They keep it clean. Yeah. Like there's there's not uh you know uh what's his name robert downey jr jr as uh tony stark and then jason muse as, as tony stark like that, that's not there's not two different tony <laughs> what, a, what a choice i want to see that wow. movie though <laughs> it would be interesting it would be interesting it would be. um i i kind of want to go back with with uh what what adam was saying like i like the idea of Maybe that's what DC does now. They they just get different directors in and they just reskin movies with superheroes. Like, give me a Guy Ritchie movie that's like Justice League Dark, but it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Right? Give Let Guy Ritchie movie. do Hellblazer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, have Guy Ritchie do it. And then it's like, oh, yeah. no, yeah, but we're but all the different go. connecting. Yeah. And just, but Absolutely. it's like, but these are the characters you have to use. Yeah, for sure. And I think you can look at the Batman as a great example of how that can work because it is such a stylish piece of filmmaking just for its own merits but then it also is very batman and very distinctively batman at the same time it leans into a lot of the elements of that mythos that i think people were very vocal about after watching the movie like i've been waiting to see this kind of a batman movie for a long time um and and that's just it helps that Batman is the only character that Warner Brothers is actually proud of and cares about. So Batman will always get a chance to to be Batman because I guess like crime fiction, they can get behind and understand. Whereas, you know, th- these other kinds of genre stories, they're not as confident about. Um, uh, another issue that I think should be mentioned is that a problem DC will always have that Marvel doesn't really have to deal with in the same way is that the various divisions of Warner Brothers traditionally have not played very nicely with each other. So Warner TV and Warner Film are not friends, do not want to be friends, and don't really want to share with each other. They're in competition. A large part of why you would never see an Arrowverse crossover, although I would argue they would be much happier with Arrowverse Flash in the marquee instead of Ezra Miller at this point. (laughs) But... uh, A big part of the reason that that would never have happened is because the executive looking over Warner Brothers TV and the executive looking over Warner Film, they want their own victories and they do not want to help somebody else succeed from a different department because that doesn't help them, right? It's the way the nature of American corporate culture is very, it's like piranhas in the water, man. They devour anything that comes in there, including each other. It's a mess. It's all about how I can, you know, up my stock in this company as fast as possible so that I can move on to a bigger position in a few years. And you don't do that by helping another division look good. You do that by making yourself look better than everybody else. So these are the the hard thing about all of this that we're talking about is that we as creative people, as, as viewers, as audiences, we want to talk about stories. We want to talk about characters. We want to talk about, you know, how to make good movies and where to get good television from and all these things. But that is the last thing that any of these executives care about. Like it, there was a, a head of Disney who famously said, our goal is not to make art and our goal is not to make good movies. It's to make money. But in the pursuit of making money, we might make some good movies, and some of those good movies might even be art. And that's how they work. That's how they operate. They are just not interested in the things we're interested in. If they believe for a moment that giving us what we want can make them money, can get them prestige, can get them the, the promotion they want, get them that CEO spot they're all gunning for, we might get a good movie or two out of it, but it is entirely incidental to what they actually care about. Um, 
Real quick, I, I like that both um, both of those entities that you mentioned, um, movies and TV, um, are always playing uh, second and third fiddle to uh, you know DC animation. Just because me, <laughs> I think I, and they and they both know. Um, Jason, this this one's kind of for you. Uh, what do you think if you're James Gunn? Uh, I'm giving you. We'll say he's got full creative authority to do whatever he wants. That's part of his contract. Do you continue? to do the current slate of movies or do you scrap those and be like, we're going to have one Batman, one wonder woman. We're not going to have these different type of things anymore. Um, do you allow those to continue like the current slate of stuff that they've got, like that Joker movie, the new Batman, whatever the heck this flashpoint thing is going to be. Um, do you allow them to continue that or are you just like scrap it? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, he he do, he has that responsibility of <clears throat> like Adam was talking about the there is a fiscal responsibility um but he's a I very... mean tax write-offs though I mean like if you got rid I mean you can you can I, I I think if you dump uh whatever this flashpoint movie is and then then you can bring back Batgirl why not movies always <laughs> already done anyway Just there are pump a number of people in our chat talking about the Batgirl debacle right I that love, ruffled a lot of feathers. And I, I think a lot of people also talking about how good DC animation is yeah, and how uh, disappointing it is that they don't get to take the reins. What were you going to say, Jason? Oh, nothing, nothing of great importance. I just love that uh, you brought up um, Hellblazer. I know John Constantine's been done in a number of different ways, but what I love about, what I do love about James Gunn is he, he brings these, and it's not to say that Constantine's a... An obscure. I mean, people know who he is, uh, but I, I also love the Guy Ritchie idea. But to have to have that's what I'm saying. Like a Guy Ritchie Justice League Dark with John Constantine and like Zatanna, that would be amazing. It's a yeah, heist. That sounds really cool. I just love it's just how, Snatch. Give me just, just love, Snatch, love how, but with DC. How Gun could elevate uh, that character to something even much bigger. I yeah. mean, because it's a great character, right? I mean, yeah. Yes. It's who, you know, who would play him. And uh, I think James Gunn would find the perfect person. He seems to do that. He seems to be yeah. very good at that. So, uh, I mean, Guardians and Suicide Squad. Guardians came out of no, I didn't know anything about the Guardians. I mean, I knew sort of, but not a, like what you guys would have, of course, as mm -hmm. DC fans. And now that's, uh, that's, that's just a massive, massive, massive property. I think he's a, I think he, whatever he's going to do, and this is just a blanket statement, I think it's going to work. I think whatever he does is going to work. That being said, I wasn't a fan of the Christmas special. I didn't watch it. Haven't seen it. it. Yeah. <laughs> while it did have, uh, while it did have some key points that lead us to Volume Three, uh, it just wasn't my cup of tea. And I would have rather seen that creativity and money and time put into uh, something new. I haven't turned on my Disney Plus since I watched the first five minutes of Artemis Fowl. Back like in back like last year. That was the last time I turned on Disney Plus. Um, and I don't think I'll turn it on again until Percy Jacks. <laughs> that's that's the next time I'm gonna turn it on. That's just a subscription service that just sits there for me. You're missing Not us. We have to watch it. This is our job. Mm -hmm. it, it should be my job too. <laughs> it's like ah. Um, what about you guys? Like, so would you, um, would you scrap it? Would you scrap it all and just be like, start all afresh? I would have to see what they look yeah. like. Like it's, a, it's if, a very complicated question. Because there's definitely, I feel like Flashpoint right now is really being dragged along by the sunk cost fallacy. Uh, they, they seem committed to it for reasons I cannot wrap my head around. There, I'll tell you why. They're committed to it because it's a saving grace to smooth things over. That's, I think, why. Like that's a lot of why people are they continue yeah. to hammer this movie. They could have jettisoned it a long time ago, but they know that they screwed up big time, and they're yeah. hoping to get a clean slate with this. And this is their holy grail. So you wouldn't I, keep going back to it if it wasn't. If I'm James Gunn, if I'm in his position, I, I take a hard look at what these things are looking like, what kind of movies they're going to be. Um, and if I can work with them, 
a lot of good people put a lot of hard work into making these movies and they're not trying to make bad movies. I, I think that the, what they did to things like bad girl is just awful. It's just awful when you've got a streaming channel and it would cost you basically yeah. nothing to just release it, release it. People worked hard on that. You know, that girl, that actress playing Batgirl went to hospitals in costume. Like she was trying to be an ambassador for that character, for that brand. People worked for that and they deserve to have that work seen. So if I don't have to scrap it, I wouldn't. Um, unless there is some reason or it's in such a state that it does more harm right. than good. And that you'd have to, I'd have to evaluate before I did. But I would at least throw it on streaming why not what yeah ha, has anybody like i i've been like when when it was kind of first announced that it was canceled i was trying to find anybody who had like seen it who which i at that point i'm guessing ndas are out when the company decides to scrap the project um i'm not 100 percent sure i've never had that happen uh but yeah I, I would assume that you would be able to do at least a little review of like what you watched Mm-hmm. So I, if anybody knows anything, link those to us because <laughs> I would love to listen or read somebody's opinion on what Batgirl yeah. was. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it is really truthfully very, very terrible. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that. No, I don't believe in this. I mean, with the, the, the powers that be behind that movie, the creative powers making that movie, uh, there's no there's no way it was so horrible that it will never see the light of day. There was certainly, it goes right back full circle to what we originally started talking about, which is the money. Don't trust I mean, it. Yes. it can't be worse than Morbius. Like, really? Right? Like, like, how? Well, how I could mean, it be? Or even keeping it within the same house, it can't be worse than that first Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. <laughs> they had no problem releasing that. You know, I, I don't think movies, movies don't get canned because they're not good enough. They get canned for financial reasons. Yeah. Exclusively. Um, too many awful movies get released for anybody to care about releasing awful movies. Yeah, it's just a, such a weird one because, I mean, like, you've already paid for, like, 95% yeah. of the movie at that point. Just throw it on max. But that's the benefit for them is because they had already paid so much money, they got to write off a huge amount yeah. against the cost yeah. of acquisition so that they could offset and wind up ultimately not having to pay anything or paying very, very little for the merger in the end they can just unload a lot of debt by writing off these films uh and and say something like a batgirl that these studio heads don't care about and aren't invested in and i don't want to say it's because it was headed by a female actor of color but it's not the sort of thing that they tend to put full-throated support behind, right? Mm-hmm. Also, and the yet, uh, person who runs the corporate side of Discovery is not, not a great a guy. Good. No, not a great guy. No, anybody's like, wow, he's really sticking it to the lips. I'm like, guys, he's not there for anything. Not a trustworthy fellow. But it is also under the Bat brand. Michael Keaton was back. They can claim a lot for what money this would have made and kill it and get all of that as a write-off against the debt that they accrued by taking on Warner. Like it's, it's purely a tax thing. I mean, it's a tax thing that is partly driven by the taste of the executive making the decisions, but it was entirely about the tax write-off. If I was James Gunn, I'd, I'd throw a big F you and be like, Hey, let's do HBO max series. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? What do you got? It's like, you've got a good actress, like might as well. You've got like all the stuff there. Yeah. Might as well. Um, is there, is there a DC property that you would like to see, like, uh, maybe a character or something that you would want to see in this new gun verse? Give us Robin, you cowards. I (laughs) would love Robin. I would, I wouldn't, I want Robin in the new Batman. Like I I want, I want, I want Robert Pattinson to have a Robin and I want it to be a small child. I Here's don't want deal. it to be Christmas. Yeah, not like a not like the weird Batman and Robin thing. Or Batman I don't want it to be a 35-year-old like. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The thing about Robin is Robin is the Robin is the goal of Batman given form. A kid who went through the same tragedy that he went through, who does not have to become Batman. The fact that, you know, Dick Grayson and successive 
bearers of the title are able to be, you know, more well-adjusted, happier, to escape the darkness that Bruce is trapped in. That's his entire goal. And through uh, the- Mostly. Mostly, right. Sure, the, sure, sure. The, there, there's that, that that middle one who doesn't doesn't fare so well. We don't talk about Jason. Although, boy, if Guy Ritchie did do a Red Hood show, I, I don't I don't like Red Hood at all. But I would watch a, a Guy Ritchie. I do have the was. I do have the comic back there, the yeah. uh, the one where you called into the one eight hundred number to say that you wanted to kill Jason. <laughs> yeah. I've got yeah. that graded. It's mm. a nine point eight because I'm like I I want this. I want the. But yeah, I, I think Robin is an undervalued character to the Bat mythos. Not by people who read and enjoy Batman, but by the people who spend money and produce Batman. Uh, they think that putting a kid in there cheapens it. I think that I think it's important to Batman. So I mean, that's that's the one that I think is maybe least likely that I would most want to see, or, or the one that I think maybe has a chance, like somebody out there somewhere has to be willing to give Robin a chance. Would you have been interested in Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Robin? Potentially, but it would all depend on how it was handled. I, I agree that like you've got another case. Of, well, here's a 30 year old guy. Yeah. At that point, a, at that point, I don't know if he's a Robin. He's, he, I don't he's think he so. a Nightwing or did he just yeah. become a Batman? Right. He just jumps right into to a different kind of Batman. Yeah. But that's fine. I don't really. Which care. could be okay. I, I, I think that the point of that story already served its purpose i don't think you gain anything from right. watching we just Jones knew that it moved on and you said Yay. yeah yeah the, the point is that the mantle continues that the myth continues yeah. that the idea continues uh what he actually does isn't even really important is that like the first like the end of dark knight rises is that like the first like rape like ray skywalker type of moment say <laughs> 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 like, what's your name richard richard roth I <laughs> see. Yeah. Well, you know, them Easter eggs. Easter eggs are definitely. Uh, that's I, why Ander's so good. That's why Ander is good because oh. what, what few there are are so buried that they make no impact on the surface of the story. Jason, what about you? Is it, who, 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 who do see, you want to see? I want to see Lobo. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know there's been you know everyone looks at Momoa and says he'd be perfect. I mean, Momoa's overused. Yeah. There's got to be other people. I would love to see someone we've never seen before, or some Roman Reigns. We'll just get, a, we'll just get another. Oh, just get another. Some <laughs> some uh, sorry, I, I thought we wanted why to not? see good. good yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, I don't, have you seen Roman Reigns act? I mean, I haven't. So I yeah, I've watched wrestling. I've seen him act. I don't know. I don't feel That's like I've fair. seen him That's wrestle. Fair. He's he's oh. hurt most of the time. I think, yeah, I think we've seen him act more than wrestle, to be quite honest. Yeah, right? <laughs> what if it, what if The Rock plays for Lobo? So just just watching The Rock again with a wig. Just, yeah. yeah. No. Old. So we're watching Her Hercules, basically, or whatever that was. It's the, the Scorpion. It, it, it'd just be the Scorpion King, except blue. With, and hopefully better CG. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that whole, I got to just say this because I have not said it out loud. That whole, it's like they stole Xavier's school uh, and the plane comes out of the ground. And it's like they took a unused clip from X-Men 2 and said, hey, let's just put this in Black Adam. It's so, that was so bad and so dumb. <laughs> that's just one of the many. Bam. Yes, yep. agreed. Why, oh. why did they have the the... Uh, what was it? The Blackbird leaving yes, from the exactly, stately yeah. Hawk Mansion? Like, are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding? Come on! Please tell me it's not called Stately Hawk Mansion, and that was it just may the, as well. Have oh been. god, I hate that. Um, I I've been saying it a lot. I want Justice League Dark because I think you can have a fun team up movie with these super cool characters, and you bring magic into the DC universe, mm. something that it doesn't really have outside of I don't know three seconds of monologue and Shazam. Um. And then Booster Gold, because I think that would be fun. You like Booster Gold. I want to see Booster because Gold in I want to see Booster Gold and Peacemaker in a buddy cop movie because yes. it would be the dumbest, oh, wow. best that thing be so that's good. ever been made. The two biggest himbos in the DC yes. together in It'd one be place. So good. Oh man. Jason I kind state them as no, I'm just kidding. Here's a dark horse choice that I kind of and not dark horse comics, uh that I, wow. I would that I think could be really cool if handled well. I would love to see a Legion movie because you can get completely out there 
and complete because there have been so many variations all you need is the core concept like you can strip literally everything away the characters can be anything you can do full guardians of the galaxy right they have the names they have the basic abilities everything else can be whatever you need it to be to do a story about you know youth rebellion in the future and I think there's a lot of fertile ground there and you get so far away from anything going on because you know it's thousands of years in the future or whatever so you don't have to touch anything you don't have to worry about stepping on anybody's toes you can be whatever movie you want to be I think you could do something really good there it's always frustrating to me that DC struggles so much to keep that story going they just cannot seem to find a way into it that connects with people and they don't want i've to always liked it who yeah. would you who would you in a film version or let's say maybe it's like an eight to ten limited series who would you put as the as the main group the main characters i i think it's you know the the core three of cosmic boy lightning lad and saturn girl starting it all I think that's a good opening. Um, I think they have interesting backgrounds you could play with, but again, you can you can give them any background you want. Uh, but the idea of the like the more straight laced one, the rough and tumble one, and you know somebody who's already an outsider to society, like taking those characters and using that as a beginning um, in in a setting where you have what is essentially uh, a, a fascist society. And these kids are the ones to say we've had enough because it's always it is always on the shoulders of the youth to do something about the way things are getting messed up. Um, I, th I think that something really good. I do think it would work better as a show than yeah. as a film. Yeah, um, because you get space. I would love to see them do like the teenage wasteland version of Andor, where it's about how this rebellion gets started, where it's about how these kids get radicalized and decide to start standing up. Uh, the ways the society ultimately pushes you into that by like not that. leaving you an option, the ways that um, authoritarian power structures ultimately destroy themselves by making an enemy out of everybody. That is correct. Adam, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to pitch you a couple ideas for this show. Right. I'm liking the like the Andor esque type of thing that you're going with. What about you also kind of making it like. I don't want to say Power Rangers. I want to lean more towards. <laughs> I want to lean more towards Greatest American Hero type of, wow. like, get like a not. suit and you put it on and boom, there it is. Uh, they do have the ring that grants flight and uh, uh, you know some some shielding and, and defensive build. Like the Legion ring is is a valuable thing. Like they you know, at some point get a hold of this experimental tech or whatever. And we've got so many rings, so we've got to get some more people to back us up. Um, and then, know, the, there's, the whole... then there's a Lord of the Rings type of thing. Wow. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that it, it could have legs. I think it would have to be more, I would want it to be more fun than Andor is. Um, I would want it to feel more like, you know, a punk rock kind of a thing where there is more energy and excitement and enthusiasm, mm -hmm. less of just like the slow grind of yeah. misery. Are, are, are we casting uh, teenagers or are we 90210-ing it? And I would prefer to cast teenagers. Okay. Yes, I would but I think you could, you know, you could always aim for something in a, a college range mm -hmm. if you were that concerned about going I mean, for young people. I mean, people. If, if, uh, if James Gunn is listening right now, then we still have time to get Jenna Ortega involved. And so I think we can, if we can do that, I'm all for it. Love you looking at your watch. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> really sold that. God, we got, come we on. got a little bit of time. We got about 20 got... minutes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, let's, let's kind of final thoughts wrap up. Um, are we excited about the change? What are our, like, do we have fears about the change or do we not think it's actually going to be a change? No, it'll be I a think. Oh, you go. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. Uh, it is a situation where uh, you have great people supposedly in power, and uh, it is really incumbent on who actually holds the purse strings, who actually is in power, how much real power they're going to give those people who like James Gunn is supposedly again in power like it 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 
it is based so much more on the hard power versus the soft power. I think we'll get something good out of it. My question, Mark, is how long does that last? And what does it grow into, if and anything? How much of a return do they think they need before they change up? Yeah. Because that's it's all about percentages of money. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my biggest fear is they they say that they're going to change and they're going to continue with the current slate of films that they have out right now and do like a flashpoint and that'll flop um do like a i don't know joker 2 i'm just we'll just say it flops i don't know anything about it we'll just like for the hypothetical in the scenario that the second joker movie flops as well is that going to go against James Gunn and then pull back some of the control? That's kind of what I'm worried about. Even though he's not going to have anything to do with those movies, they're already being done. They're already being worked on stuff like that. And like that, that's kind of my fears. Like I, I fear that they're going to not see it immediately and then just be like, okay, we're going to get rid of James Gunn. And he I hasn't even they, got the chance to do anything. Yeah. I think they just want to get rid of all this stuff in general because reality TV costs a whole lot less and has <laughs> a bigger return. That's- Could we have like a big brother, but like DC? Like a like, fake reality a show? Fake yeah, like reality a fake reality show? show. I mean, that could happen. I wouldn't recommend it. I think DC has enough interesting and fun, like C and D tier characters that you could do an interesting, like surreal life reality show with some characters nobody's ever heard of mm-hmm. and play. With Have that the Wonder bit. Twins in there, like a like that would be like a weird like Jersey right. Shore type of thing. <laughs> like <laughs> Jason, pretty, final thoughts. Guns talk pretty heavily about connecting film, television, animation. So, uh, I think, I don't know. I think I have a sunnier out. I totally get it. Of course. I understand what you're saying. I, we see it all the time and I get that. Mm-hmm. I just, I just look at gun a little differently. And I think he's the guy, kind of guy who's going to say, I'm, we're going to do this and that's that, uh, or I'm out of here. Um, but he's there for a reason. He's been put there for a reason. And I, I think we're going to see some very, very cool things. We may see new, new, uh, New IPs characters coming out of the, I don't know, we might see like a Timberwolf or whatever his name is, a limited series, and people go, who? Yeah. Uh, and then I'll, you know, a couple years later, it's a massive. Uh, sure. I think we'll still see a lot of the same, and it's just going to be a lot more solid and maybe better told, stories better told. I don't know. I'm trying to be positive about it. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I yeah. want yeah. your ending. There's reason to be hopeful. I just hope that it lasts. That's that's the the biggest thing. Yeah, maybe he'll walk away and go. I can't do this. Maybe these people. I I'd I'd like to think not. I'd like to think. uh, You know what I? You know what I also kind of want. I want them to do like a a a DC version of like Into the Spider Verse. I think that would be super cool. Um, not Into the Spider Verse, obvious, but you know, do it with a bunch of different Batman's. That'd be kind of. Well, no, I take it back. (laughs) It'd be it would be animated, and it kind of. With with Kevin passing away, that kind of shoots oh, that, shoots that yeah, whole that's... entire plan in the foot. So, mm-hmm. never mind. I know there he's more that, of a time. Well, there was that show that he was going to do that they ended up canceling. Yeah, that Batman weird thing, different mm-hmm. deal where he was Thomas Wayne. Batman that, colon weird thing. Yeah, it was it was like a different type of Batman, but and he was going to be Thomas Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and it was going to be a whole thing. It was a little animated series that they just nixed because you know get money um but anyway uh the comfort adam jason thank thank you all for joining me today as we chatted and had i think a good time um jason where can people find you uh social media wise oh i'm on twitter at a boy simpson instagram simstagrams you can also find me on what's the new one called? Hive. Hiv. Hive. Yes. I don't know why I'm there because everyone did, but <laughs> that uh, app's so garbage, guys. Like I hate. I can't use. It. I don't know how to. I've been there a couple times, but you can find me at Jason Simpson. Boom. You got that one. Perfect. I got it. I don't like that one. 
and I never use it. I know they're like, no, sorry. <laughs> you could be like, you could be like Jive, like Jason's high. Uh, that's terrible. I know, I know, but uh, for once, I got my own name. It's a, it's not, it's a not a popular name, but it's a. But it's mine. It's yeah. my name, and yeah. Uh, anything you wanna, anything you wanna promote, anything out well, uh, I mean, or coming out that you wanna. Uh, Dragon Prince season four is now out. If you haven't watched mm. that, please go do it. Uh, we're doing a uh, some live signings this weekend on Streamly. Check out my socials for that. Uh, Dragon Quest is on its way to North America. Um, it's already streaming in Britain, so I'm very excited about that. A lot of fun with that show. So check that out. Go look for it. Nice. Uh, Comfort, Adam, what about you guys? Uh, you can find us all over the internet at Comfort and Adam. Because our name is not common, and we always get it. <laughs> That's right. And uh, you can read The Uniques and Rainbow in the Dark on Webtoon as well as Kitty Game. So we make is the comics. That's what we do. You can read our how-to book called The Complete Guide to Self-Publishing Comics. Learn things like what we do. You'll about thank us later. About, about it. Comics. Yeah, about if you want to, if you want to write a comic about, I don't know, a talking raccoon and a shrubbery, go for right. it. You can make a, make a, make a whole thing, and then it'll be played by other people in a show, and Perhaps. you'll get zero royalties. I'm sorry. None. <laughs> like, yes. Um, self-publishing. That's yeah. why it's self-publishing. <laughs> Uh, and we'll put uh, we'll put everybody's links to their socials and um, the uniques and uh, Dragon Prince down below, so you can find everybody in the show notes there. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom and on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcast. You can check out our anime podcast, which is the Anime Book Club. Find that wherever on all the socials except Hive, because that's the one I'm not on. What's Up Fandoms on Hive? <laughs> I just got lazy and didn't like the UI on Hive, so that's why the Anime Book Club's not there. Um, but you can uh, download those episodes uh, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, so Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Audible, all the places um, we are there. Uh, currently, we're doing um, this season uh, every episode of Spy Family and every Ooh. episode of Chainsaw Man, which... Ooh. It's. I thought it was going to be easier when we thought about it, and now having to do an episode every single week, it's rough. It's rough and tumble <laughs> out there. It's not easy. Uh, but we've got them. So yeah, if you if you if you're caught up on those, you can come listen to our commentary on that episode. Um, and yeah, we've also got our video content up on YouTube. We are streaming as well, just like Comfort and Adam are streaming. Um, you can sometimes watch us there. I should have done this as a stream. I didn't. Um, we just did a Dragon Prince thing and it, we did the stream with them and then I cut it off and I was like, well, I can't just start another one. That would be kind of weird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're going to be streaming some of the content as well. Um, so yeah, check us out all over the place. Uh, Jason, Comfort, Adam, thank you all so much for coming. You're welcome. And thank, thank you, you, too, to thank our you. audience tonight. Bye, Comfort and Adam's audience. Enjoy the rest of your stream. Um, so for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Jason. I'm Comfort. And I'm Adam. Bye, everybody. Show.